This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's coming up to 8.49 in the morning. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana, Shaoning and Phil. So in 15 minutes, we have the opening bell. We're also going to check out the corporate results of Sam Darby, Berjaya Food and more. But in the meantime, let's talk about what's happening in Indonesia with regard to TikTok and the ban on in-app transactions. So despite TikTok shop's resumption of operations in December last year through a partnership with Tokopedia, the platform is still under regulatory scrutiny in Indonesia. Minister of Cooperatives and SMEs, Tetian Masduki, highlighted concerns that TikTok shop continues to violate local regulations by, allow, by allowing direct transactions on social media. Now, last December, the Chinese short video application owned by ByteDance completed a deal to buy 75% of Tokopedia for $840 million. However, the Indonesian government has announced that it will closely monitor the partnership for potential violations over the next four months. Given this ongoing scrutiny, how might TikTok and its partnership with Tokopedia navigate the regulatory landscape to ensure compliance while continuing to operate effectively? And how competitive really is the e-commerce landscape in Southeast Asia? For some insights on this, we have on the line with us Nathan Naidu, Equity Research Analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence. Nathan, good morning. Always good to have you. So as mentioned, Indonesia's cabinet minister said that TikTok is still violating a rule that bans in-app transactions. This despite the fact that uh, TikTok spent 1.5 billion US dollars to take control of Goto to restart its online shopping business. Can you explain to us how this deal, this 1.5 billion US dollar deal was meant to comply with the ban and why it's still seen as ineffective? Yeah, thanks for the question. And and, and just just taking a step back, uh, it, it it pledges to spend 1.5 billion US dollar uh, investment, so they haven't actually spent that money yet. Mm. And and you know, it's I I think at at this point, you know, the government hasn't actually taken any actions. And I think due to what you mentioned before, uh, they are still on some sort of probation or three to four month trial period that should run until at least the end of March. You know, any potential regulatory hurdles for TikTok and uh, Tokopedia, I think are probably not going to be detrimental, particularly as, you know, any future action taken on this deal uh, could impact how foreign investors see Indonesia from an investment perspective, you know, given also what's going on with the election front. But there's a risk that this deal could unravel, right? I mean, if the regulatory scrutiny still continues, what would be the logic of the transaction then? Um, I think the transaction makes sense uh, for uh, TikTok, definitely, given, you know, uh, is the largest e-commerce market for the company. And Tokopedia um, outwardly uh, uh, outspoken about the, uh, for the merge, for the merger, uh, for the, deal because, you know, for Goto as a group, it was a highly cash burning business and it probably saved them from continued bottom line declines by selling that part of the business and, you know, keeping Gojek, which is the more profitable one. Uh, So it makes sense for both parties. Okay, but do you think there will be other ways for TikTok to navigate the ban's impact on its business? I think being banned from operations in Indonesia due to the lack of appropriate licensing, this is not news in Indonesia, right? We saw back uh, in earlier years with PayPal, Epic Games and Electronic Arts storefront in the countries being banned for the same reason. And, you know, for um, the, the, the model, the current model 
is it, it works in the regulatory that is for TikTok to have the front and Tokopedia to handle the back end, which includes the payment. Mm. And I believe as as long as they, they stick to that model, they should be able to get back into the regulator's uh, good books. Can we talk about um, another aspect with regard to Goto, and that's in relation to speculation over a Goto merger with Grab. Uh, so far, Goto has denied uh, that speculation. I mean, what do? Why do you think these types of speculations still exist? Like, what's happening? What are, What are you looking at in this picture? Yeah, the key point is why why does this exist, right? And obviously, it's not the first time um, these rumors resurfaced. And and often in in the past, well, every time in the past when this happened, the deal never uh, came to fruition. So, you know, by last year, I I understand why there are reasons to believe that a merger could happen. By last year, all all three of Gojek's co-founders have left the board. You know, meanwhile, the new CEO of Goto actually sold the bulk of the company's e-commerce business to TikTok. So all reasons to believe that the company might lean toward uh, and more M&A. But there were several attempts, as, as mentioned before, and it never came to fruition. And I believe an effort to merge at this point would face a lot more hurdles than before. For example, a regulatory on regulatory grounds, because there's a higher you know, higher ground for mono, monopolistic uh, practices. And also, you know, Grab is actually still being investigated by the Singapore regulator on the Transcap deal. Uh, and you know, so and and meanwhile, either party are not really out of the woods here with their bottom line the profitability. So I think that those are three reasons to believe that this time round it again would probably fall through. I mean, broadly, I mean, we talk about all these deals. The question is, how is e-commerce doing in 2024? I mean, 22, 23 must have been great years, but are we seeing e-commerce transactions and volumes plateau? I think e-commerce uh, transactions <clears throat> have started normalizing last year, and this year it's probably going to continue, you know, to uh, see the same trends, um, you know, and, and and I think industry is probably going to see uh, more consolidation at this point. Uh, it's, 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 it's inching toward a maturing industry um, and with established large players continue to take share and i feel like the the the, the point that the kind of bright spot within e-commerce is live shopping and that is the same reason why shopee stepped back up investments into the e-commerce business that is to grow live shopping uh capabilities and that is because TikTok shop, when they came into Indonesia, the largest e-commerce market in Southeast Asia, they proved that live shopping was a very good way to penetrate the rural areas. And Southeast Asia, minus Singapore, a lot of people still live in the rural areas. And that is really a potential that was not, you know, was not easily accessible until now with live shopping, uh, given the lack of uh offline network and live shopping is a good way to tap those uh, customers. So is 2024 then going to be the year of cost cutting at the same time then, aside from possible consolidation? If you can't control your top line, I suppose cost is the next thing you can control. I think cost cutting, cost discipline is going to continue, but I I doubt we'll see kind of the steep cuts that happen in 2023 for most of them, including, you know, Lazada. And and I think competition is going to continue um, and uh, to grab market share because let's not forget that Southeast Asia is still standing at, you know, a, a, a low teen, if not 10% of uh, e-commerce or online retail penetration compared to the 
the the penetration in the 20 to 40 percent range we see in China and U.S. and other markets. So there is still a lot of room to grow. Uh, no doubt about the runway for Southeast Asia e-commerce. Uh, I think 2024 is going to be uh, a year of more competition, but probably a steady uh, cost discipline or cost cut probably won't see the extent of 2023. Nathan, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Nathan Naidu, uh, Equity Research Analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence, talking to us about what's happening with TikTok Shop and Tokopedia in Indonesia, as well as uh, giving a picture of how the e-commerce landscape in Southeast Asia uh, could mm. fare this year. So clearly maturing, right? Um, Cost-cutting is now the, the, the name of the game with possible mergers and acquisitions. So being larger does count. And I'm wondering whether the, the arrival of the likes of Shein and PDD, Temu? Timu. Well, the Americans say Timu. Yeah. Maybe we would say Temu. <laughs> Is it already factored into the minds of all these e-commerce players? So they're all like, okay, you know, we better buck up our game. Being larger mm. will give us the cash pile that we desperately need to fend off the competition. Well, you look at Malaysia as an example. Lazada was doing well. Then there's so much struggle with TikTok shop here. Mm. And you see them actually you know, kind of pull back a bit with the cuts or so, right? Shopee and Lazada were the two main players. Then TikTok Shop came into the picture and just changed the game here. So probably, you know, these these competitive elements are going to force people to be a bit more leaner and meaner. I find it so funny. The disruptors are being disrupted themselves. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're... Exactly. I think we're seeing that cycle play out in the e-commerce field. Uh, Curious to see how those uh, regulations, the ban on social media shopping takes place in Indonesia. Whether it'll spread, uh, we'll keep watch on this. It's 8.59 in the morning. We're heading into the 9am news bulletin and after that we have the opening bell. We will also get market insights with Vishnu Varathan of Mizuho Bank. So stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9 The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.